All right, let's set the stage. Craig Conroy, May 2023, says, we can't go into the season with seven UFAs. It doesn't make sense. I want to get an idea of where they're at. We have to do what's right for the Calgary Flames. Well, here we are. It's September. What has he done? Dylan and Chris, we're going to talk about it. Armchair GM Podcast. Brought to you by the Hockey Podcast Network. What happened to asset management, Chris? I guess six pending UFAs is better than seven, but it's still not very fucking good, is it? Asset management is something that Murray Edwards doesn't allow. Mm, um, that's right. Unfortunately, we, we've had a number of uh, GMs come and go from Calgary, as well as, we'll say, president of Hockey Op. Mm. Players, that, too, uh, was here not much return. Mm-hmm. 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 Um, and and they've all said the same thing. Things are going to change. <laughs> we all we all hoped that Conroy could get it done. We thought maybe he was the guy that's been around the organization long enough to be able to implement that change. But I mean, it's just more lip service from upper management in the Flames yep. head office. I was willing to give him the benefit of the doubt. Let him, you know. I, at first, I said I, I want to wait until the draft to see what happens, and then nothing happened. And I was like, okay, well, I'll, I'll see what he gets done by the start of the season. And the start of the season's almost here, and he's done nothing besides trade to Foley. And let's be honest, that's not nearly enough. Well, it's not nearly enough, and his—I mean, his—he was forced to do that anyway, right? I mean, Toffoli yeah. effectively made that change once, you know, the coach that he wanted and, and his one of his best friends were gone from the team. Obviously, Toffoli wanted to move on as well. I don't blame him. He's he's kind of at a point in his career where he can kind of dictate where where he wants to play. Absolutely. Which is which is fine. I have no problems with that. I just wish that uh you know, I wish that Conroy would, and and Edwards for that matter. I wish those guys would actually go out and put the hammer down and kind of show that it that they're in charge and it's and it you know, not the players. Like the players, obviously have some swing, but at this point, he's relinquished power to. Uh, Hannafin, he's relinquished power to Backlund, he's relinquished power to Lindholm last year, relinquished power to Goudreau and Kachuk. Is it everybody's got power except for the guys who are on top? It makes no sense, yeah. Yeah, the, the actual people paid to make decisions and, and to, to implement changes don't have a say in any way, yeah. At least that's that's the optics that we're seeing as as a fan base, right? It's it it's very concerning. It's uh, really nothing's changed, right? No, no. I mean, like 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 I I've been I've been a fan of this team since since they came here in, in 1980. Um, obviously, leading up to 
you know, 1980, 89 was, uh, was a lot of fun. It was fantastic. You know, really thought that we had something going here. And then we went sliding into the lean years of the nineties and, you know, just, it, it was, it was bad back then. You know, they couldn't even get people in the stands because you know, nobody was buying what they were selling, right? They, they were yeah. not a good team. They, they brought in kind of like what they do now, right? They brought in one, one or two, you know, decent players, but just simply not building a team around it. And, so, mm-hmm. you know, and when they have they, superstars, they're not actually keeping them. No, that's right. right. That's right. Yeah. When you have superstars, you, you try and lowball them in contract talks, um, give them bridge deals when they want, you know, long-term solutions. And then you lose them for, you know, you know, some guys for nothing, some for, you know, when you're forced to make trades. So then we're kind of stuck with the, with the hand that we're dealt, which, yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. I, I, I'm really enjoying what Uyghur became at the, by the end of the season. And I'm sure, um, I'm sure you agree that Huberto's not going to be the same player he was last year. No, no, um, absolutely so I'm not, not. Like, I'm but not particularly worried, but they're not Matthew Kachuk. No. And I love, I love both those players and I have no doubt that they're going to be good for the team for, you know, the vast majority of their respective contracts. But Matthew Kachuk is like the third best player in the whole fucking league. Exactly. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Third best forward, maybe, maybe second, you know, he's damn good. Yeah. Yeah, we're, We're the ones that ended up with the multiple pieces coming back because the player that left was that good. Exactly. Yeah, it was, you know, it's it's frustrating. It really is. Um, I know you sent me a message earlier today. I mean, you, you were you were clearly pissed off and and it's just I mean, I'm assuming it was. it was after after watching interviews from the from the golf tournament and stuff like that. Like there was there's all sorts of reasons to be irritated by what Craig has done or has not done. Yeah. And we we've, we've got a couple of of uh, pending UFAs after this season coming up, and you know, you know, if he can get something done at the the deadline, hopefully. But I, I feel like even then, it's going to be other teams dictating because we're. I think we're waiting too long again. Well, that's what's going to happen if he doesn't like. And I get that he doesn't like the offers that he may have gotten, but if you wait longer. There's only so long you can wait. And then once, if you wait too long, then there's only one team left in the bidding war. And then all of the, you know, all of the power goes to that team and your player that you're trying to sell has lost all of his, his value because there's only one place he can go. And, you know, that team knows that that's the only place he can go. Well, yeah, hundred percent. And, you know, I'm not, suggesting this to be the case but you know what if one of those players gets injured through the season there's there's so many different things that can come into play that can hinder you know the trade value yeah and i mean i love tanev but knock on wood you know he's he's an injury prone guy he's been fairly good for most of his tenure in, in calgary but he's had a very injury riddled career and What's the chances of him being hurt at that time? Well, exactly. I mean, it's 
history. He's been hurt for the, like eight years. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm I'm sure he'll he'll hopefully stop being hurt maybe three years after he retires. Right. Exactly. He's put his body through a lot. Exactly. But I mean, I I I briefly ran into him in in in, uh, in town yesterday, and he assured me he's good for another eight years. He wants to sign another long term contract. I do too. I'd like Wait, a few mil- million team? bucks, wouldn't you? Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> yeah unfortunately, um, you don't have uh, Tanev's talent. No. Sorry. No. Sorry, I, I no. don't mean to offend you. No, <laughs> you're, you're correct. I don't have his flow either. And he doesn't have my teeth, so. Eh, I'd go with the flow. Yeah, me too. <laughs> well, I guess on the bright side, though, he hasn't really lied when he says he's leaving room for like Conroy hasn't lied when he says he's leaving room for young players. Right. We have no PTOs. I don't even know if we have a full roster. I don't think we have a full roster, but uh, we definitely have room for, you know, to force Coronado in, force baby Zari force Peltier who should be in, you know, there's room for four, four or five young guys on the team. The only one there's not room for on the team is Wolf. <laughs> so, I mean, as it is right now, we're according to Cap Friendly, we're we're two hundred thousand over the uh, yep. the the uh, our, our allowable cap space going into the season. Um, but we only have 21 of 23 players on, on contract. So how do we um, go about in, fixing that? NHL. We need yeah, to how, trade how somebody. Do we, how do we add two and add two for just over 100,000 each? I'm sure they'd be willing to do that, right? They pay us to play. Makes sense. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, boy. Be interesting to see how the roster moves all all work before the season because you know they'll be able to do it somehow, but how? Mm-hmm. Start Shillington I mean, in the minors, but no, he's on a one way deal, so his his salary is still full. That's right. Right? I, I, no, no, no. There's- you want to get into what a couple of the guys said on the golf course? Do that. Yeah. Do that. We got, uh, I think really the, the main one you wanted to talk about was, was obviously one of those UFA players in Noah Hannafin that has, has contradicted. Given, yeah. I mean, he's, he's given the, uh, the idea that he wants to play in the States again and, I mean, obviously, coming off of last season, everybody was pissed off, so maybe that was his feeling. But I mean, I I still think that he wants to not be here. I do too. Here's here's the thing, though: is he has said, or I haven't heard that he wants out from him or his agent or the team. I've only heard it from insiders. Right. So he might. Let's let's see what he's got to say. See what he's got to say. I mean, was it Eric Francis? I assume that told us that he wants out. 
But let's hear it from him first. It's excited to get it going. Craig indicated that in the summer you had suggested that you might not sign here long term, but that that door was still very much open. Is that how you see it as well? Yeah, no, absolutely. You know, I think uh, I think there's just a lot to digest last summer after after the year we had not making the playoffs and um, you know a lot of expectations on the team. And for me personally, you know, I just want to see uh, you know, how this year kind of played out a little bit and, and take my time a little bit. But uh, you know, it's a it's a big year for the group and, and a big bounce back year for us and, and me individually as well. So um, you know, I'm excited to get it going. What would have to happen for you to consider staying beyond this season? Um, I'm not sure yet. You know, I, I haven't really thought too much about it. You know, I think right now it's just about having a good camp. You know, kind of focusing on the now and coming out and having a good start with the team and, and, and winning some hockey games and, and seeing where it goes from there. You know, it's a great group of guys, great organization, so many good people here. I love the city. Um, you know, so I'm just, uh, I'm just excited to see how it plays out a little bit. Are you willing to haven't really thought very much about it. It's three weeks before the fucking season starts. Like, Jesus. How more non-committal can you get? I haven't really thought about it. Well, fucking start thinking about it. Like, Jesus. Yeah, not, just, not happy about that. Yeah, like, I understand their, their stock answers and all that crap. I get that, but I haven't really thought about it. Bullshit. Yeah, like as if you haven't thought about it when the team has been reaching out to you all summer and and the the rumors have been out there. Like, like, what do you not read Twitter or see? What you know? It makes no sense. Under a rock, apparently. He's completely (laughs) unfazed by by what's happening. Apparently, uh, apparently in Boston they don't have social media or anything like that, because Hannafin doesn't get it anyways when he's there. Yeah, well, I, yeah, he's, he probably lives in the in the wilderness like uh, like Lindholm. <laughs> Lindholm, I can see not really being that up on, on social media because he seems to actually have a life uh, outside of hockey. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know, man. We need to open up some space. We have, like, Uyghur came in, right? And to me, Uyghur replaces Hannafin as a number two defenseman on the team, right? Uh, Better on the power play. Just as good at five on five, if not better. Fuck Let's get some assets back for Hannafin, man. That's right. Like at this point, I'm I'm not even looking for us to have you know, stud players coming back at all. Like I I want draft picks and I want to build this team for the future. I do too. But like I don't I don't want somebody we we have to commit six mil seven mil to at all. Like I I don't need another another freaking cadre situation where we're we're doing a seven by seven. Like, like trade them off the, for draft picks and and some people in that are already playing in the A that might have potential and let's move on. I would like that to happen, but I don't think that that is what would happen. Like if if Hannafin gets traded, I only see it happening for either you know another NHL level defenseman or like a top four defenseman or another top six right winger or something like that because the mandate is clearly not 
you know, get picks and prospects. The mandate is clearly let's try and be a first round exit. Yeah. Out of out of the seven players that we have that'll be UFA at the end of the twenty three twenty four season. Six. Who do you Tofoli's not there anymore? It's still seven. Oh, is it? Okay. Uh, we've got uh, Gilbert in there as well as UFA. Oh, okay. Right, right, right. I, I mean, yeah. Out, yeah. out of the seven, I mean, you can, I mean, Gilbert and 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 what I, like that's that's such a minor contract. I don't, I'm not really worried about that. I'd also um, be happy, by the way, if Gilbert played like sixty games. I think he was just fine last year. I I saw no issue to be honest. Yeah. I, you know, he he stood up for himself. He uh, well, he stood up for other players, which was great to see as well. And he so, also just played good defense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, nothing flashy, just true defense, which you mm-hmm. know I'm a fan of. Me too. Um, but yeah, I mean, so we've got Backlund, we've got Lindholm, we've got Hannafin, we've got Tanev, Zadorov. Right out, out of those, who do you, who do you see? being part of this team next year. Lindholm, I think is going like he talked on the, on the uh, golf course. He gave a whole bunch of stock answers. He was very straight faced about it. He did say that he's been very clear that he's willing to stay. It just seemed like he didn't want to talk about it. Um, but to me, I, I think he's, I don't think he's, lying when he says that i just think that he doesn't want to talk about it like he's not a media guy he's not a you know and not only that but playing your cards showing your cards at you know to the media is not a good way to go about your business honestly yeah. on a personal level for him right yeah exactly. just because Conroy is going to say 70 words when a three-word answer will do doesn't mean that Lindholm needs to, right? Yes. Um, and, but I do I mean, think we, that he resigns. Appreciated. Yeah. Yeah, I I think he does as well. I think he's pretty much one of the only ones. Um, I I I can see Tanev moving on. Uh, I can definitely see Hannafin not finishing the season. Um, Me too. I personally would be okay with Zadarov, um, especially if he signs again for under four mil. So he said some interesting things on 960 today. He said, um, well, first of all, I, I just highly suggest checking out the interview on, on their podcast. But one of the things he said was that he didn't receive an offer all summer. That is kind of interesting and surprising to me, to be honest. Well, he's pretty low on the list. Well, he is low on the list, but he's also one of the players that is, he's been one of the only ones that has shown a lot of appreciation and, and it seems to want to continue to play for the flames. Absolutely. And vocal about it. But I think, I think that in itself deserves at least a conversation. Absolutely. And they even, talked about it on the radio like during his interview there you know they said um 
or he said that he loves Calgary and he wants to stay and like he can't even explain what it is about Calgary. He just feels at home while he's here, probably because it's cold and windy and he's from Russia. But <laughs> that's right, makes him feel like home. Yeah. Um that he probably doesn't want to go back to Russia right now. Yeah. Um unrelated. And he said some interesting things about the captaincy uh thing too. He pretty much just said if it was up to him, he'd rip the A off of uh Backlund's shoulder and just put the C right on there and that and that's it. Mm -hmm. Which I mean I can see that, right? Because he was the one person in, in Backlund that uh mm -hmm. that, that that was standing up to to Sutter and really going to to battle with him or against him for for the players in the, in the locker room you know, right that, that was reported widely that you know they they collided a few times had a you know, a few match a few matches and and all that fun stuff right so yeah. i mean I, I can see players appreciating that you know obviously you want somebody that's not afraid of big bad Sutter mm -hmm. and which obviously isn't a, isn't a thing anymore, but still, you want a guy that's that's not afraid to just go go into the trenches, and 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 tell it like it is in, on behalf of you know twenty two other players on the team. I totally agree. Um, just wish he'd you know be here. I would be okay if he signed a one year extension, Backland, and was captain. I'm yeah, not, I, don't, I really don't want him to possibly be traded in three weeks and, right. but be captain for that long. But I mean, he's 35. So, you know, I'm, I'm not the biggest fan of giving him the captaincy for one year or two years, but I also don't want a player to be on a long-term contract at 35. So no, absolutely. Well, when this whole when this whole mess started, when we when we uh, um, when we let Gio go to Seattle and we needed a captain, we should have had a captain immediately following that. And I think at that point it should have been given to Backlund. I think it should have been um, given to Matthew Kachuk, but. Yeah, fair point. Um, that's a fair point. I, I would have been OK with that as well. I would have been. Um, don't get me wrong. Backlund's a great choice, too. He probably would have been the second. He would have been the second. Yeah. on my list and then, for sure and then and then and then at this point then you're signing him to a two-year extension and you let him ride out his um the rest of his time here as a captain for you know for five years right absolutely and like and then, and then that's that's my thought on that but you know you're you are right it likely would have gone to to kachuk at that point yeah and to me there's no problem having a second or third lines you know player as a captain like the Jets oh, yeah. just put Lowry, just made Lowry their captain. He's not a first liner. He's a second, third liner, uh, line center, right? Yeah, yeah absolutely. Whatever. Your, your captain doesn't necessarily mean that he's the best player on the ice. That's no. He's just the best leader. Mm -hmm. Um, and the right person to lead lead the lead the charge for the for the team, whether it be in the locker room, in front of the media, whatever the case may be. Absolutely. Do you think? Who else haven't we talked about? So there's Lindholm, Backland. I don't think Backland is going to stay. I don't. I I do think Tanev is going to stay if he's offered something. 
and same with Zadorov. Um, who else am I missing? Shillington. I I just don't care. Um, no. <laughs> not not to be no, rude. And I mean, and that's another thing, right? Like his his money currently is still an IR, so like it's not even in in the counted. It's not even counted in that uh, negative two hundred and thirteen thousand dollars. So that's yeah. another two two point five that we have to worry about. Yeah. So you know, and Dubé needs to be to signed too. I don't think we should lose him. No, exactly. Yeah, Dubé needs to be signed. Um, He's a restricted free agent, but still, you can't. You know, you can't make everybody sweat, right? You you can just give somebody like you can extend guys you don't have to wait until their contract is expired and and tender them and a qualifying offer you can just extend them when was the last time we did that right the uh i mean and there's a huge list of other players um that that need contracts as well like like in that rfa class we've got peltier we've got uh Ruzica needs one in uh, 24, 25. Um, we also have Schwint that needs one. We have Klapka that needs one. Um, Benjamin Jones. Uh, who else? Yeah, like there's a there's a long Wolf. long list of players. Yeah, correct. Wolf RFA. Um, you know Nick D Simone is a UFA, but you know so um, perfectly good seventh. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, like we're we're pretty clogged in the uh, in the D area at the at the moment. So I yeah. mean, it's hard hard to say if he wins wins anything there. Um, uh, Kuznetsov needs a needs a contract same year. Poirier is probably coming up. Uh, Poirier is RFA the following twenty five twenty six. Yeah. You know, so I mean. There, there's there's a lot of things that need to happen in the next couple of years as far as contracts go and, and decisions from uh, from Conroy and I isn't guess, Rasmus two years away? Uh, Rasmus has three more years on right okay. now, so he's got this year coming up and then two more after. And like same with uh, Coleman. Oh, Coleman's got four years this year and three after. Yeah, Coleman's Coleman was the longest signed player up until uh, last summer. Building, but yeah, uh and Uyghur, yeah but yeah i mean coleman probably i love Blake coleman but once that one comes up just let him go you know 100 like that's five mil he doesn't as far as points production go he doesn't he doesn't provide that obviously he provides a lot more than just points but I I don't think personally I don't think it's worth four point nine a season. By the by the time it's time for him to to you know by the time his contract comes up, Zari's gonna be him. I hope so. Maybe maybe with a higher offensive upside. That would oh, be whatever. that would be a nice and be necessary in my opinion. Absolutely. Got to start using some of these young guys. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. 
When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Football is back in full swing with another week of epic games. And who's got you covered on all the action for every single one of them? DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. New customers can bet $5 on football and get $200 instantly in bonus bets. Nobody's missing out on the action this season. All DraftKings customers can take advantage of two new offers every game day this September. Get in on the NFL Week 2 action with DraftKings Sportsbook. Download the app now and use code THPN to sign up. New customers can bet just $5 and take home $200 instantly in bonus bets. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook with code THPN. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. That's 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort. 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. See sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms for eligibility. Terms and responsible gaming resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. Um, yeah. I think my biggest problem, like I don't have a problem really with what Hannafin said because that's what a player says. Like mm-hmm. obviously the whole you know, the whole I haven't thought about it is obviously bullshit, but whatever. Um that's that's the one that that pisses me off to be honest. Like yeah. like give your give give your, your fan base and, and the media around it a little more credit. Fair enough. Right. I mean it's what it is. Just I mean, you know I, what Lindholm said, whatever. What what Coleman and I know I liked what Zadarov had to say. What Coleman had to say. What you know, a bunch of guys talked over the last few days. I really liked what Tanov had to say, but I'm just so frustrated. And I said it when Conroy got fucking hired. He doesn't have the balls to pull a trigger. And I didn't think that at the time. And I was willing to give him the benefit of the doubt. But I think this summer has kind of proven it. If he likes a guy, he doesn't have the balls to make a business decision involving that guy. I think it stems even a bit more than that. I mean, I think, I mean, there's probably a, a very, very large list of people that Craig Conroy likes because he's <laughs> a very personable guy. And, and I'm sure he just, he's liked by and does like almost anybody that he encounters. Yeah. Um, and it's something that we talked about 
you know, when they announced that he was uh, coming in to, to fill Brad's shoes, we, we said that on this, on this show that was, that was my biggest concern mm -hmm. is that I, I didn't think that he had that in him and he's, he's proved it. I mean, so far, so far, guilty right? until like, or you know, proven innocent and he hasn't proven himself innocent yet. So. It's uh, and it's you know as a as a fan, somebody that follows the team pretty closely, I I don't know. I I think the fan base deserves more, especially if you're going to give lip service. If you're going to say it, just freaking well do it. And you're going into the season with six like high leverage UFAs, pending mm -hmm. UFAs. That's not yeah. good. Like, That's sure they good. might they might go out and have a great season and raise their stock and some of them might get traded or they might go out and have a good season and then leave. Why are you taking the risk? Do something about That's it. Right. Put put That's your right. foot down. And, Grow a set. And, and as much as as much as we, we want to give Brian Burke credit for things that he's done and, and has said in the past, one of the things that he has said a couple of times is that when when people walk for nothing and, and he always goes with the they're not walking for nothing that's valuable cap space no, that's a fucking cop out that's just you didn't get the job done and you're just trying to justify it yep you know, in now my opinion now there are you know certain times that that's true like when you're a contending team and you trade for Tyler Toffoli and he's got only the one year left on his contract, but you're trading for him because you're assuming that he's going to be a really good player like what New Jersey did. If they let him walk at the end of the season, well, they're a contending fucking team, right? Well, so right. that is what and, it is. And and at that point, I mean, they call they're just they're just buying a rental right and and that's understood yeah when that's you're renting somebody a investing investing years in a, in a player and then letting them walk out the door you know especially when they're still very capable of return mm -hmm. yeah though no, i think that's that's absolute garbage personally i and like, and i've seen a couple of people post that on uh in in uh, different threads on uh you know twitter and, and and facebook and i don't i don't buy that at all to me that's just somebody making up for the fact that they screwed up in the first place. Right. I mean, yes, cap is, is very valuable. However, yeah. and with Tanev, like I would absolutely love if we got value for him. I, I like the idea of, of getting something for him, but I don't think I'll be crushed if all of the other guys get signed or traded and Tanev leaves. For nothing i don't think i'll be crushed because that's just a that's just a you know couple years worth of four years was it worth of a free agent got high value out of you know his play and then he just walked and that that's not a huge deal because you didn't pay anything to get him like we paid fucking dougie hamilton in a first and or uh, Dougie Hamilton and Furland and Fox for fucking uh, Hannafin and Lindholm. 
And if you're letting yeah. both of those guys leave, then all of a sudden we've lost Dougie Hamilton, Adam Fox, and and Michael Freeland for nothing. That's great. Yeah, I agree with that. I agree with that wholeheartedly, to be honest. Like, it's just I don't I don't mind the idea of of ten of walking. It's it's fine. He's you know he'll be 34 once the contract is up. Um, I don't, I don't see us getting a lot of return for it. I think if we're not in the playoffs and it's, you know, March and it's the trade deadline, I do think that Tanev is the type of player that you can get a first round pick from a team who's going to be picking 28 to 32nd. You could get a first round pick for him, but it's like basically a second round pick. Right? I mean I mean if we hit that pick for, for Chris Tana, no slight on him because I, I love how he plays the game. I think obviously you, you take that and run. Yep. Absolutely. And, and that's and that's another thing to address is you know what happens if you know we're we're planning on trading these or potentially trading these these future UFAs and we're battling for a playoff spot or we're in that coveted Calgary Flames eighth position somewhere between 10th and 7th right as we yeah. love to be in 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 the in the west you know what happens if we're right in the middle of a battle is ownership going to allow a, you know a big a big trade no it's not a chance in hell no nope. and then we're and then we're right back here going gee i wish we should have got we wish we could have got something for Hannafin, or I wish we could have got something for you know, insert player X, mm-hmm. right? Like, and and I that's where I think that's what I think is truly going to happen with this with this team for next year is we're going to be sitting here going, oh well, thank God we made the playoffs for six games. It's one thing if you're actually making progress, you know, but the flames do this back and forth between the, you know, first round exit, no playoffs, second round, absolute failure, destruction, and then no playoffs. And, you know, so that it's just frustrating. Well, and we've been, we've been playing, playing that routine since, since our, since our Oh four run. Right. Yeah, that's literally all it's been. Playoffs, well, no playoffs. Playoffs, yeah. no playoffs, and just hovering around that ten to, you know, yes, with a couple of, uh, you know, winning the West. Uh, uh, years who in there is fine, but who cares when you do nothing with it? Who gives a shit? Exactly when you're not taking advantage of your home ice advantage, who cares? Like when and don't get me wrong like dallas is a great team and was pretty good back then too and jake ottinger was good and all that type of stuff but like when a first round absolute struggle game seven overtime win is the best memory that like 90 percent of the fans can think of there's a problem I mean, that was a hell of a game, though. That game seven, it was. It was. It, it was good, and I, you know, 
it was great. It it made me feel damn good at the end of it. And it wasn't even like happy good. It was like relief. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. But, but then of course, shortly followed by just an absolute disaster playing Edmonton. So it's like, it just completely covered up what success there was for, for that first round. Right. You know, that's all, Mm -hmm. that's all I could envision for, for like half a week there, three, four days was, was that shot from Johnny beside the, beside the net or, you know, effectively behind the net. Yeah. Sneaking it into a, you know, two and a half inch slot. Very small. And yeah. yeah. Oh man. I'm frustrated. You're frustrated. I think a lot of the fan base is frustrated. I like, that's just it. We just we feel like we're just we're not going anywhere. We're just spinning wheels at this yeah. point, and that's where my that's my frustration, right? If yeah. if I if I saw them actually trying to make decisions to build a team, I'd be all for it. Absolutely, bring it on. Let's you know let's let's trade the works and start over. I'm, whatever. So I'm not I'm not I'm not a retool kind of guy. Let's rebuild. I mean. If you can pull it off like Dallas hasn't rebuilt and they're a contender, you know, and they have the Ben and Sagan and Hints, but they also have Maverick Bork and they've got Wyatt Johnston and they've got Miro Heiskin. Like they've got the next wave of elite players coming in. And that's because they retooled and they sold off a few assets and they drafted well and we just never do that well that's right that's right you know i'm obviously i'm hoping that that this past summer we we drafted well you know we won't know for another couple of years but yeah i mean it, it i mean it, you know our, our first pick in in in, in that draft it you know it, i i feel like it's the player that uh, that i wanted at least in that position and so I just hope that it's that it yeah. comes to fruition and, and he becomes a, a valuable player in the in the organization. And I don't think he it. was the best player available, but I think that he was he's gonna turn out to be a damn good pick. Mm-hmm. So yeah. but I mean even at the end of the day, you know, because of where we keep placing, our our we're doing mid level picks regardless, right? Absolutely. You have to rely on drafting Johnny Gaudreau at hundred and whatever. Right, yeah, or you know, or, or Dustin Wolf and and stuff like that. These, these just weird. You know, nobody saw them coming up, kind of players. Which, I mean, yes, yeah. we've done it twice in the last <laughs> eight, ten year, nine years, yeah. but it's yeah. not really a, a formula for success. Probably, Berland, I guess, was a late pick. I think wasn't he? I don't know. It's it's frustrating. Um. Just one more thing, I think, before we go. Mm. There's been reports that uh, obviously Backlund is, you know, first in line to be the captain if he decides to sign. But because he hasn't, um, Anderson's basically the guy from what Francis is saying anyways. Do you think that's the right choice? Um, I'd be okay with it. If I had a... A, a selection 
ahead of him, I would put Uyghur in that spot. I'd be perfectly um, happy with either. Yeah. And and the reason why I lean more towards Uyghur is he seems to be a better ambassador away from the arena. He he does a lot, you know, on social media with when he's doing charity events and, and things like that. I just I th- I think that extra step is is something that is good for that position. Not saying that that Anderson doesn't do uh, extra things outside the arena. You just don't really hear about it. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's true. Um I think they're both similar caliber players. I think they're both mm-hmm. uh you know, they're one and two on my list either way. You know what I mean? I they're tied for first, basically. I'd be happy if either of them got got the got the C, but um, and they've both said they want it, and they both want to be here as long as possible. Obviously, I mean, Uyghurs signed long term, but um, you're right. Like Uyghur does go out, and you know, you see him all the time talking about. He joined the Michael Backlund's. Uh, parachutes for pets thing he's at all of the golf stuff you know i think there was two of them throughout the, the off season um no yeah and he, hospitals he did, and all that of type stuff, of stuff um and stuff during the stampede and yeah it's, yeah it's good to see right and they're both really good like on ice leaders and in the media like after games and and all that type of stuff mm-hmm. too right so Either way, I'd yeah, be happy. Absolutely. I'd, you know, Anderson I, I, has been one of my favorite players for you know a few years, so I'd probably put him slightly over. But I'm on, a, on a side note that has nothing to do with the captaincy, uh, how good is that Anderson contract uh, looking right now? Oh, it's so good! It's so good. Right, he's got what another yeah three years at four point five five. Come on, he's providing eight point five probably worth of value. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the amount of minutes he logs and and quality minutes too. So yeah, yeah love it. Every time I look at Cap Friendly at the you know the whole the whole page with the entire team, his his is the one that stands out to me. Based on on price amount, the way they um do kind of the breakdown on, on cap friendly. He's like midway in, in the middle of the, uh, of the defensive core. Yeah. And so I, I always kind of chuckle. He's like, he's, he's one of the top players on, on the team and is, is just such great value. Yeah. And well, that's kind of, that's, that's what Lindholm has been this whole time. Right. Right. And that's why he wants to get paid and, you know, it wouldn't be shocked if Anderson, you know, if it's a struggle to get him extended as well, but, I feel like it might be a little bit less of a struggle if he's the captain, but that's not why you make a guy the captain. So, no, no, absolutely not. Well, you know what? I think uh, I think we both feel better after uh, having a frustrating media day that we witnessed here today with the golf golf tournament and just listening to players and their tone and the the things that they're saying or things they're not saying. I think uh, you and I both got our our stuff off our chest, so I think yeah. we feel a bit better about that. Eh? Pretty freaking furious with uh, 
what Conroy has to say, but not surprised, just not happy. Yeah, I did like that message that you sent me. It uh, it made me chuckle. I was just in the middle of, of my day. <laughs> it was awesome. Yeah. Well, I I was I would I had just finished I just finished watching that Conroy interview and I was just straight up mad. I was straight I, up I, mad. I mean, you, you know, you can't normally get tone out of text, but I got tone out of text. It was amazing. Yeah. yeah. What'd you say? Well, what's that? I'm furious. I'm furious. I was furious. So I was funny. fucking mad, man. I still am. I'm just, uh, you know, I'm slightly less <clears throat> emotionally furious. I'm just internally furious now. <laughs> that's fair. Do your job, um, Craig. That's that's all we're saying. Yeah. So we're at that point where we tell you to smash that like button at the bottom. Please share this around with, uh, other like-minded Flames fans or non-Flames fans for all I care. Uh, make sure you comment in the video and, uh, you know, let's have a conversation. If you have suggestions on topics you'd like us to cover, um, just in just uh, comments in general about what we've said today, um, who you think is going to be captain or who you want to be captain, who you want to keep on the team as far as the pending UFAs, just let us know in the comments section. Um, give uh, give us a follow on Twitter at armchairgm underscore pod. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook as well, which uh, I think the majority of our subscribers already do, and we thank you for that. Once and again, subscribe if you're not already. That's right. Always subscribe. So, Dylan and Chris, the Armchair GM Podcast, thanks for checking us out again. Cheers, everybody. Go Flames. Go Flames. Looking forward to another eighth place finish. Woo.